Our scripture today is from the book of Genesis, the seventh and eighth chapters. God blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, human beings and animals and creeping things and birds of the air. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those that were with him in the ark, and the water swelled on the earth for 150 days. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the domestic animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. In the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to abate until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent out the raven and went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent out the dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set its foot, and it returned to him in the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand, and he took it, and he brought it into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent out the dove from the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days, and he sent out the dove, and it did not return to him any more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jim Kelstad, it's great to have you reading with us today as well. Um, as always, God's grace, God's spirit finds us, and um, when the word is spoken, that spirit comes, and we trust in all the ways that um, it comforts and it pushes and it leads us forward. So this Noah story is known for many things. You know this story. A massive ark flooding waters, animals boarding two by two, the rainbow. Yet, as we read this story now in February of 2021, of all the things this story could be known for, I think today it's patience. All I can hear in this story is waiting. The waters swelled for 150 days. And then, only then, did the wind blow for the waters to receive. Three months later, the mountaintops appeared. And then, after 40 days, Noah had the guts to open a window and then release a raven, like a drone getting the 10,000-foot view to survey the view far and wide. And then Noah released a dove, which returned because it had no place to land. So Noah waited another seven days, released the dove again, and this time it returned with an olive leaf in its beak. 
evidence that dry land and new life was growing somewhere. And so Noah waited another seven days to release that dove again, and this time it didn't come back. It had found a new place to nest. Noah and his family and all those animals waited a long time to reemerge after the flood. Oh, can we relate? In four weeks, it will be one year since we have gathered in person for worship here at Mount Olivet. Over these last several weeks, I know you've seen and heard about Mount Olivet's safe gathering plan. We monitor Hennepin County's COVID case numbers like ravens each week. We carefully created plans for gathering again, using the experts among us. And when the waters of pandemic life subside, when case numbers and protocols make it safe enough for us to gather again in larger groups, we will. You see, we seem to have a lot in common with Noah. It's interesting, though, in this story that the ultimate sign of new life, the green light that Noah indeed could open the doors for his family and the animals to roam free, is the dove that he releases. We don't hear that Noah is upset when the dove comes back to the ark the first time. And Noah doesn't seem really overjoyed when it returns with an olive leaf. And there are no tears from Noah at the loss of the dove when it ultimately finds a new place to live. It's a process, releasing and waiting and then releasing again, and to trust that we will know when the time is right. And all of this takes time. It's like Noah understands that something needs to be released for the sake of new life to come. We are all having these conversations about life post-pandemic when we can travel more, when school will be back in session. We imagine the freedom and the possibilities and the togetherness again. Coming back to what we remember and love. Yet we all know what we have experienced this year has changed us. And that means life won't be the same. It can't be the same. We will not find this new life by staying in the ark. New life will be found in its time when we let go and see where that dove will fly. In the Bible, the dove is the image for the Holy Spirit, or at least one of the images. At Jesus' baptism, the Spirit comes from heaven descending like a dove. The writers of Genesis don't speak to the exact placement of God's spirit in this story, but we are free to imagine. The dove is released. It's meant to be set free, to fly, to roam, to discover. 
And in this story, when the same spirit in dove form is set free, first it returns with nothing, and then with evidence of new life, and then it soars again and finds another place to nest. Mount Olivet, how will we set the spirit free? What will it bring back to us as a sign of this new life? Where will the spirit fly in these months ahead? We can't know exactly right now. And yet we're still called to trust and to hear that when we let the spirit go, new life will come. And it often takes some experimenting like Noah always taking longer than we expect. Now, ultimately, this story is not about Noah or his family or those animals. The story tells us something about God, God who was angry enough at the world to blot out the whole earth in a flood for its selfishness and corrupt ways. And then God changes God's course. God remembers Noah and the world. God then resolves that he will stay with, that he will endure this world, notwithstanding the sorry state of humankind. God doesn't let a carefully constructed ark bobble in uncharted waters forever. There is a promise spoken later in this story with evidence of a rainbow in the sky. God promises not to destroy the earth again. God's promise will stay true through the change and the tumult. New life will emerge, but we have to release the dove. We have to open our hands, not knowing what comes next. We have to open our hearts in faith to release the spirit, knowing there will be changed. So new life, a way ahead, will be found. And God will use every part of creation to find that new life. The next year, will not be the same. It cannot be the same. But like Noah, God remembers this world and promises to be with us, to catch us with forgiveness, to give us the strength to turn around and see beyond ourselves and our limited view. We will be given what we need ahead it might take more time than we expect. And each of us will have something to contribute. And each of us will have something to receive as we make our way. Next week is our annual meeting here at Mount Olivet. It's not only one meaning, but it is a time to gather to have a conversation about what this last year has meant for Mount Olivet. Of course, it includes details about finances, 
but it's also the stories of impact and where the spirit has landed in the places and the people where new life was created over this turbulent year. We've endured a lot, but God's promise has sustained us and so has our mission and vision. Our mission here at Mount Olivet is finding our place in God's unfolding story. And it holds true in every single year. We found our place even through the uncharted waters over these last long months. Mount Olivet's vision is to be a community partnering with God in the world. You see, this is not only about us. We partner with God when we join others in the community who are also doing God's work. And what we have seen this year is it happens everywhere. It cannot be contained to a specific location or a building. As we look to 2021, there are priorities that will guide our work. Areas of focus that have emerged because of our mission and vision and because we're discerning where that dove is flying. Our priorities are to support and innovate Mount Olivet's mission and ministries through listening as we come out of a pandemic into a new future for Mount Olivet. Our priority is to expand racial equity, learning, awareness, and engagement. And our priority is to continue to connect people to God and neighbor. We need to release the dove to find the future ahead. The dove, God's spirit, is the harbinger of hope, a sign that it is time to discover new places and people. Even now, as the waves of uncertainty swell, the ark is feeling a little cramped. The waiting continues. Yet we're called to trust those rhythms of faith that we come back to each and every week when we worship. God is still with us, and the promise a new life grows again. We're all called into it. It is a promise for each of us and all. And we will find the places and the people that we are meant to discover. In the meantime, release the dove. Let go. Don't hold on so tight. Let the spirit soar. Look for the olive leaves that will land on your front step or in your inbox, in your mind, and in your heart. And also be open to the time when the dove does not come back. Because in that moment, our steps will be guided ahead to find those places we are called to go and grow. 
may it be so. Amen.